There's only bloody one S in that entire sentence. It's fairly <laughs> useful for the whole opening gambit. Yeah, I... I'm and you totally enjoyed Played Me Again, goddammit. <laughs> I was trying to think of an opening with a lot of S's, but... I simply Suffering Succotash. <laughs> I thought I saw a pudidat. I did. I did see a pudidat. See, if you hadn't um, put the uh, D's in puddy. But Tweety Bird doesn't say pussy. Yeah, I know. Tweety Bird don't care for the pussy. It's almost like they weren't uh, made for our show. That'd be a a, a loony (laughs) idea. I don't sing your tune. My name is Andrew Jones. Yes, I'm Johnny Ellis and I'm usually mad and I'm very confused. And I'm not really a cinephile anymore because cinephile explores the idea of there being a cinema. And uh, what doesn't exist no more. But who needs the cinema when we've got HBO Max? We can watch all the new releases. But Kim Cattrall is not in Second City anymore. Who gives a fuck? It's gonna be divorce. I saw. It's gonna be divorce season four. And did you see divorce season two? I couldn't even sit through divorce season three because of divorce season two. But divorce season one was great because divorce season one was Thomas Hayden Church getting second billing and just being hilarious, like Killer Joe levels of hilarious. All right. Which, uh, you know, that film, he's hilarious in. He's a scumbag uh, sad sack. That's his thing. And that's kind of his thing with divorce. And then the second season, um, they kind of changed up. They uh, got rid of, um, oh, what's her name? Pulling. Uh, Jesus Christ. Catastrophe. They got rid of Jesus. Yeah, the da, 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 you know, the Irish. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the Irish girl. I can't remember her name, but I know the one. Horgan. Joanne Horgan? No, because of the nest, isn't it? Joanne Sharon Horgan. Horgan. <laughs> um, yeah, and so she kind of, she was meant to be the head writer and then she quietly was removed from the uh, series after season one because Sarah Jessica Parker wanted to make more of it and became more focused on poor little rich her. And it's just like, <laughs> oh God, no, this show thinks she's the hero when she's the one who's kind of callous and miserable. And I think uh, Sex and the City is going to just do more of that now. It's like, right, it's well, just Sarah Jessica Parker's show. And maybe, you know, they'll have Matthew Broderick cameo and they'll go to Ireland to take down Sarah Horgan. It's like, keep driving, keep driving, I've, Matthew. I've been to her. going to take down Sharon Horgan. It's quite a nice place. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw the news about, uh, what's it called now? The, the new series? And so it is, or something like that. Wait, what? Is that not what it's called? Like the new. Um... Sex in the City, the revival? Yeah. Oh, is that what I I saw? I read is somewhere it? that it was called what the uh, what the teaser said. Oh no, it's called three women who just talk and drink <laughs> and don't care about any of the financial revolutions that require any motivation in the next generation and have just waved <laughs> off every potential part of progression in the entire world. So because you got do want to do the uh, the <laughs> Sex and City uh, watch along podcast with me. Oh, I want to do a Sex and the City minute. Let's do Sex and the City, the movie two, where they go to the Middle East and they wipe off their burkas and they're like, hey, look, we're showing our goodies. Transgressive. They actually do that. <sighs> oh, goodness. But the greatest well, thing to come out of uh, Sex and the City is if you've never heard Claudia O'Doherty's uh, Kim Cattrall impression. No. She's hilarious Aussie comedian and she has a great Kim Cattrall impression. It's one sentence. Go and find it if you can. She just says one line and it's a perfect Kim Cattrall impression. It's like a, it's like pitch perfect. Oh. And it's the exact perfect wording as well. Well, I've never seen an episode of Sex and Sea. Doesn't matter. So I'll have to... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what she says. Season. Her thing is, I love fucking. Oh, right. That's really? it. like, right, yeah, perfect. Right. <laughs> she's so have you watched drunk. any of the, any of Sex and Sea? I used to watch it a bunch as a kid when it was on. Oh, right, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I watched that in Ali McBill because I was I'm an old soul. I was always watching stuff above my age grade range because right. like, well, I'd rather see what you know human stuff are. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I liked it enough. I thought it was gentle and you know positive. Right. 
but then things kind of, I noticed things started to go down as I was watching it, like, hmm, this is getting a bit one note very quickly. Mm. And then obviously um, I didn't go to the movie. So although when the first movie did come out, the opening night, I believe, the, right. uh, I went to the cinema, and there's a huge queue for that, because I went to the sure. cinema, because they were having a screening of Blazing Saddles as well. A digital oh, movie right. of Blazing Saddles for one night only. Yeah, that sounds And so I was the only one in the cinema, and everyone wow. else was in five different screens watching Sex and the City, the movie. Really? What, um, <laughs> what cinema was it doing that? This was uh, View Romford. All oh, right. View Romford. It was exciting to watch. I missed the cinema so, so much. Well... But this uh, podcast, uh, it's uh, called Are You Movie Mad? Because I do ask you if you're movie mad. Yes. <laughs> Would have been a nice transition into the thing. But this time we decided to focus on... Other... No, no, no. Look, I wanted to, to focus on the fact that we don't have cinemas anymore. Yeah. But and then we did we have cinemas. to focus on the fact of uh, <laughs> Sex and the City. Yes, no. Well, but when we did have cinemas, we would also have this thing called conversation and uh, pre-hype. Do you remember that? Yeah. When um, the internet yeah. would get excited about things? Yeah. Yeah. So like the, Comic-Con um, and stuff. Like, not just Comic Con, just like, you know, internet chat rooms yeah, and yeah. like Antical News. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but places like that where people would talk and maybe they'd uh, hear the title of a movie and they'd immediately come up with what the movie is. And then, I don't know, maybe New Line Cinema would have to go, oh shit, maybe we haven't made the movie they think it is. We're going to have to reshoot this film to make sure it's exactly the movie they think it is. We're watching Snakes on a Plane. Y- yes, indeed. I've been very much interested about watching this for years and i don't know why i never got around to it i, I did have a dvd copy of it i remember um but i, I just I, I never seemed to be in the mood for it or like you know i wasn't watching it with someone yeah because it's um, a real distressing dark piece of uh, yeah. indie drama so what i'm hearing from you is that they i know there's a story about uh they just had the title they had a title. Uh, Sam yeah. Jackson was on board for the title, for just from the title alone. He's like, "Yep, this is it." Yeah, it's like assassination. Just James by the count, Robert Ford, and Brad Pitt. It was like, "Yep." But then, don't change from, the title. This is it. From what you're saying, they filmed a different kind of film. They made it a PG-13 film. Right. Okay. And it still could work. Still could work, but the the whole like point was everyone immediately was like, Samuel Jackson, he's going to get tired of these motherfucking snakes on the motherfucking plane. Because Samuel Jackson's uh, motherfucker right. and the title is Snakes and Plane. Those are the two defining words. Yeah. And so that became like, right, well, he has to say that word. He has to say that title, right? Uh, right. And of course, a... one motherfucker gets you an R rating anyway. But yeah. two, pff, you're not going back to a PG-13. Yeah. And so well, maybe was, they could, they could um, use it like uh, the King's Speech. No. It's only one scene and... and... You know, just keep it PG thirteen. We don't do it for the rest of the film, but you, but you then just if do there's it for that one if thing. there's that, and then suddenly there's not really any blood or anything. What's the point of watching any of it? Eh? Yeah, that's true. But like I said, it could work for um. It works for like. Do you remember Big Legged Freaks? I remember enjoying eight that when freaks. I was a kid. Eight legged, yeah, eight legged freaks. Yeah, I remember being very disappointed about eight legged freaks. I thought oh. it was going to be like a, a really violent version of arachnophobia. Ah. I was like, oh no, this is uh, not the kind of yeah. I remember it being very family friendly. Book. Um, and uh, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I just remember going to see it in Ireland on a summer holiday. Remember when I used to have summer holidays in Ireland? No, I, when I used to go to Ireland away, you know, when we, we could go to other countries. Whilst you're speaking in a new room that I've never been to before, <laughs> and I've been in the same room yeah. for uh, 11 months now. I'm only doing this to reduce the amount of time I spend on the underground. I've only been in the underground once in the last, you know, nine months. Uh, so you're a lucky one. Ten months. Nine um. Months. So, do you think I'm going to like this? I, I don't know. It could go either way. It could be Can really I just tell done. you that uh, Nuts give this five stars? <laughs> uh, do you think that's the only thing they say? No, actually, because the news of the world say it's fantastic. <laughs> okay. And according right. to the front cover of the uh, the leaflet inside the DVD here, unattributed quote, because I think it's just the uh, the tagline for the film, that this Snakes on a Plane is a fast-paced, edge-of-your-seat thrill ride. Right. So the tagline is trying to be like a quote to make you buy the DVD or something, because, you know, they didn't <laughs> have good reviews. <clears throat> um, I do notice it's uh, directed by Uncle David. David R. Ellis. We lost him way too early. Yep. Um, what a legend. 
Yeah, he, I, gave, I, he gave us the one of the best final destinations and one of the weakest final destinations. I'll admit that the yeah. final destination is not great, but it's the first oh, one. Was that I saw the last one? No, that was the penultimate one. Final Destination Five is the last one. The final, the final destination was the fourth one that was done in three D. That was meant to be the last one, but it was so big they had to make a fifth one. So is that the one where it uh, it ends with the big? Reveal kind of. No, that's the that's Final Destination Five. Oh, it is. Okay, right. Okay. The Final Destination is the oh, one yes. where yeah, they go to the uh, racetrack yeah. and there's uh, tires flying into people. Yeah, I remember now because I was uh, adamant of never because I I hadn't got around to watching them, and then I found out they were doing Final Destination Five after the Final Destination. I was like, well, fuck this! Like they've just like, you know, they've uh, they've just kind of they've gone back everything. on their work. Um, but then I did finally get around to, I think I was doing a, I think it was my first Lord of the Rings all-nighter at the IMAX. And the night before, I got to Stratford and stayed over at my sister's. And um, and I had to stay up, like, all night to be able to be ready for the Saturday night uh, Lord of the Rings extravaganza. Oh, it was so fun. Um, and I just happened to look on my phone and see that the IMAX was doing the screening mm. in, like, an hour's time. Uh, and it was an all-night uh, Final Destination marathon. And I was like, why not? I've, I need to keep myself awake. Why not do that? Why not go to where I'm going to be going in, a, in another night? Um, you know what, what yeah. film I hate that like, that did that kind of thing about like the Final Destination? Go on. A scary movie's tagline. No mercy, no shame, no sequel. <laughs> you in a bit later, Scary Movie 2 comes out. What's the poster tagline? Some mercy, some shame, maybe a sequel. We lied. Oh, we lied. <laughs> That's quite good. Just a good bit of business. I'll take that. Yeah. That is... <laughs> we lied. That is why we're good. Yeah. Those are films I need to watch. I've, I've seen the first one, the second one. The first one's seen the others. funny. The second one is not funny. The third one's funny. The fourth one's got some mild moments. The fifth one is uh, atrocious. Is the fifth one the Wolf of the Worlds one with a big iPad? That's the fourth one. I, iPod, rather. Nope. See, that's the one I want to watch because I remember seeing that scene or like a moment of it in the trailer where the iPad comes out and I was like, that's genius. I kind of want to see the that. Only one, that's the first one I saw in the cinema. I went to see it twice. Oh, wow. Okay. Twice, because, you know, I'm a... Look, I'm a Zucker brother. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a brother for the Zucker. I love me. I love me some laughs from those silly boys. So I take anything I can get. Anyway, Snakes on a Plane. Snakes on a Plane. I'm... Won't see, this could so, be so this is a So this was a big internet film, and you'll see points as well, that, that they really focused on trying to get that meme thing going. Meme thing? Was memes. memes. Were memes the thing? It was enough to be like, right, we want to get, like, we, this was the first film that really tried to focus on, you know, being internet famous. Right, okay. And see if I that mean, would could, become profitable. To be honest, it could do that now. Yes, that's, but... That's uh, often the way it goes, isn't it? <laughs> but it like, could have done it back then as well, and yeah. they tried. Um, like, meet Joe Black. Years after it came out. <laughs> I, did, I forgot to meet Joe Black, what, what happened to him? Did he, he walk got... off to the sunset have a nice trip out? He had a nice trip. Over did he? Uh, did he hail a cab? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cab hailed onto him. Um, oh dear me! Uh, now, uh, what worries me is the one hour forty six minutes runtime. Okay. Because this feels like it should be a film that's an hour and twenty. An hour and what if I tell you there's too much plot to this film? Right, and there was a uh, there's at least three minutes at the end, which is devoted to a song that won the online competition for make a song for the end credits of Snakes on a Play. <laughs> we'll make a music video for you, and we'll be featured in the film. Wow! I, and I we will be watching the entire credits before we start the uh, show. The rest, second half, obviously. Okay, because it's very important to right. enjoy uh, enjoy Snakes on a Play in the song, which sometimes um, I do genuinely listen to on my own because I'm that kind of wanker now this is my second um aviation based film today having just watched uh rewatched get off my plane i can't land it um i'm the u.s president i'm a normal person playing close in comparison to air force one um is there anything linked is is there anything to link it apart from a plane sound plane I don't really know. I mean, 
there are scenes that happen on the ground as well. <laughs> it's not just entirely set in the air, and that links both of them. Because, right. you know, some films could just be entirely like, right, we're yeah, going to set I'm, it in, in, in the sky. I am actually quite surprised at that. I thought it was going to be all set in the sky. No, um, no. There was a film at Fright Fest this year, last year, uh, online Fright Fest, the first one, which was uh, set on a uh, plane. Uh, Iron Sharks, is it? Iron, Iron Sky is uh, Nazi... We're Nazis uh, on the moon. We carry our harpoons, but there um, are no Jewish people, so we're awful, and we will finally die, hopefully. Yeah, it's like Nazi flying sharks. It's very strange. Is um, there a fake Sarah Palin in that film as well? As a, a what? A fake Sarah Palin? Because uh, if you didn't see um, Iron Sky, there was a fake Sarah Palin in that one. No, I don't think it's like was. A, that was like, a, oh, isn't this funny? We're doing this now. What if she was the president? I don't remember much about it, even though I only saw it in August, um, because it was like, it was the film to kick off Fright Fest, but it wasn't part of the uh, the main, um, what do you call it? The main, uh, the main program, like the main ticket. So you had to buy a separate ticket for it on its own. Ooh, it's own special and thing. It was, it was us and us. We probably spoke about it last year, to be honest. Um, and it was such a... A pointless, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. We were, me and my sister were both kind of nodding off to it. Um, because the tunes are so good, like, mm, mm, yes, yeah, mm, them tunes. <laughs> now, I've, I've got it up on my, I've got it up on my HBO Max next okay, to the plane, right. and I'm not reading the plot properly, but I've, the first thing I did spot where it says, Nelville Flynn. What kind of a name is Nelville? N e l v i l. It sounds. It looks like they've they've misspelled Neville. Can I tell you on the back of the DVD? It just says FBI agent Flynn. Oh, okay. It doesn't right. give you that kind of stupid name because they knew that it doesn't sound as cool as you know, FBI agent Flynn. Yeah. But, what does FBI stand for when it comes to uh, Samuel L. Jackson? Federal booby inspector. You know him. I'm oh, not even fucking booby inspector. <laughs> he like he likes the boobies. <laughs> Um, Kat, I did mention last week my segue was that this film will also have an SNL star in it. Yes. I, is it Keenan or Kill? Why did you say that? Because I spot someone on the plane, but I can't figure out if it. Well, that ruins my whole thing. I was going to give you like a, right, it was 2005. Oh, who could have been on SNL and doing that in 2005? It was definitely not someone who was still on there now. Oh, sorry. There you go. No, it's Keenan Thompson. We get Keenan Thompson in this. One. It is Keenan Thompson. Oh, okay, because yeah, I can't figure out. I can't couldn't uh, spot the face properly. But, but you um... thought that Kel Mitchell might have he let himself go that much? <laughs> Perhaps I, I don't know which one is which. You don't know which one is which. Well, you have to understand, <laughs> Keenan. Yeah, he's cool. But right. Kel, Kel yeah. loves orange soda. Never watched it. Is it a Disney he thing? He do, he do, he do. Is it a Disney thing? Would it be on Disney Plus? Nickelodeon, my friend. Nickelodeon, okay. Yeah, that's why I never watched it. it. Nickelodeon. I was never uh, privileged enough for that kind of stuff. To watch a man who loves orange soda. It's not privilege. It's just what, It's just value for humanity. Okay. Kel, he loves orange um, soda. He just he loves it. Like you know how you love Johnny Cash. I don't if love. You, I don't like Johnny Cash. I love Johnny Cash. Yeah, if you could bottle Johnny, I saw it said love. If you could bottle Johnny Cash up, turn him orange, fizz him up, and then drink him, you'd be Kel Mitchell. <laughs> okay. I did have a bottle of uh, Johnny Cash water that I bought from the Johnny Cash Museum, <laughs> which is still unopened. It's probably gone off by now. But how does water go off though? Um, it evaporates into the clouds. I almost up by the uh, Nazi planes. I almost drank it uh, one, I think, the first New Year after my trip, um, as my, my big New Year's drink. Sorry, it's you and Steve Coogan. Yes, yeah. And you were like, "I'll do my Michael Caine." He's like, "I'll do my Michael Caine." You can't go off the head. Guess how old I was when I had that trip? You were sixty-nine. I was only sixteen years old. Um, you remind me of the babe. 
Um, I mean, before we the other day as well. That's not fine. Because it was available in 4K? Um, what, on uh, On my system? When I had it? you. Didn't know about that. Well, yeah, you can watch The Dark Fist in 4K as well. Uh, we watched it for Bowie's birthday, and then we watched Lazarus. For David Bowie's birthday. Yeah, and you watched Lazarus with Dexter. Yeah, And his dark passenger on the stage. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird Bowie weekend turned into. At the centre of it all. Uh, sorry, what were you going to say before I interrupted you? Before yeah, you interrupted me, I wanted to uh, play this game. This is an entertainment film distribution release in the UK. I feel like we should be watching the film while we're playing the game. That's no, how, that's usually how these go. It's commentaries, but uh, yeah. this film come this film comes with one of those nice leaflets which gives you the, okay. the cover. Oh, okay, right. Oh, the God. scene selection. There are eighteen scenes, and you fold it out. Oh, there are movie adverts. Oh, there no. are movie adverts. So let's start off with one right on the back. It is a three terrifying films DVD package, referred to as a thrillology. Uh, Anaconda. Sorry, a thrillogy. No. Um, linked to this film in, in one way, but not Anaconda. They, they're linked to the film. Okay. Yes. Um, At this point in 2006, there were only three films. There are now five. Oh, oh Final Destination? The Final Destination Thrillogy. Right, okay. Rated 15. And on the front, here's one. Oh, uh, death-defying car chases, jaw-dropping gadgets, and oh. enough adrenaline to boot James Bond into a bin liner, said the Times. You're never James too young Bond. to die. Alex Ryder? Nope. Uh, Stormbreaker. Thank you. <laughs> You're never too young to die was the, the tagline for Stormbreaker. It is, I it mean, is. Yeah, of course I knew that one. Wow. Based on we the novel by Anthony Horowitz. No, we should never do that. That was a boring film. Uh, I, I had fun. I rewatched it recently. It was fun. Have you watched the TV show yet? Nope. Why would I do that? Why not? Okay, here's another one. This will be fun to work out. This is from producer Michael Bay. This is a Platinum Dunes production. Okay. Witness the birth of fear. It's the birth of fear. This, this got a t- it's got a subtitle to this film called The Beginning. Oh. This is a prequel movie. Oh. Rated 18 horror movie. You know what Platinum Dunes used to do, um, right? Was it uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning. Witness the birth Jeez, of I fear. I didn't know Michael Bay directed that. Did no, produced. Produce. No, produced. Produce. Okay, right. Platinum Dunes, my friend. Right. All right. From the director of The Untouchables and Scarface... The Untouchable Scarface. Brian De Palma. Um, starring Hilary Zwank, Scarlett Johansson, Aaron Eckhart, and Josh Hartnett. It's a film I watched last year again, because I still think it's not good, and I keep trying to like it, and I can't like it. It's not good. I'm drawing a complete blank now. All I've got in my head is uh, Mission, Mission Impossible 1. but 2006 near, uh, noir picture. Mm. Hollywood noir. No. The Black Dahlia. Yeah, I would never have got that. The Black Dahlia. Based on the murder thing? Based happened? on the murder and based on a... Is it James Elroy's book of it? Oh. It's some, what someone did... One of the crime novelists does it, wrote a book based on it, which then decides to formulate why it happened and make up the uh, end result and the, the you know, who committed the crime, which didn't actually happen. Yeah. It makes everything so stupid in the film. That sounds quite interesting. It's not. Oh. <laughs> okay, right. Coming soon. This is a 2006 picture. It's definitely rated 18. It says it's got this rated 18 there. A stunning return to vintage form by the ma- maestro of the mob movie, said the Times. Oh, uh, The Departed. There you go. Triumphant. A movie event. The best movie you'll see all year. Right. Phenomenal. Do, 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 do. Now we're going to get into the weeds of the, the, the ones that you might not even know. Let's start with one okay. that the famous people in. Kate Winslet. Titanic. <laughs> It's brilliant, says People. Superb, says New York Times. Stunning, says New York Observer. Jennifer Connelly. Patrick Wilson. No. Nope. 18 to be confirmed. It would be coming 15. No idea. Academy Award nomination by uh, J- Jackie R. Haley. who was phenomenal in that film. Watchmen. Nope. It was why he got Watchmen. Oh. It no was idea. his career renaissance. I got nothing. Little children. Oh. <laughs> 
Based on the Johnny Cash song? Or? Dirty little children. <laughs> they, well, look, there's a lot of fucking, they are dirty. <laughs> Especially to Jackie O'Haley, who does play a paedophile. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, boy, there is a sequence in that where he goes on a date and it's fun to watch. <laughs> okay. Right. Here's a hard 18, as mesmerizing as the original, says the sun. It's the uncut version they're promoting. It's a sequel in 2006 starring David Morrissey and Sharon Stone. Oh, God, Basic Instinct 2. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> a footballer who gives a, gets a handy. Uh, gets I don't a handy think I ever got to uh, Basic Instinct 2. I think there was like a, a prominent football player in that one. All right. Oh, was it? Stan Collymore. There you go. Stan Collymore. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? Why would they do a sequel? Why would it just be like, yeah, we'll do it in London, because London's sexy. <laughs> right, and here's one I don't even know of. Oh, is this the last one? Yes. This is the uh, last okay, one. right. Meet Ray Elliott. Businessman, conman, liar, and next in the firing line. I'm going to list you the cast from bottom to top. Okay. Deborah Cara Unger. No, Henry, I Rollins, Henry Rollins. I've had the name. Debbie Mazar. No. no. James Marsden. I know that. X-Men. John Neguizamo. Uh, Ant-Man. Neguizamo? Yeah, John Neguizamo. You think he's Michael Peña, you racist? Oh, yes, Tony Guizarro is Luigi Mario. Yeah, oh, okay, then Romeo Plus Julia. Jamie King. Like. Sham Elliot. Oh, uh, Star Wars Born. James Brolin. Uh, Avengers Endgame. James. <laughs> James? Not Josh. Oh, well. Close enough. James Brolin is in Barbara Streisand. Samuel Blair. No. Rebecca Romaine. No. Steve oh, Coogan uh, is. Uh, the parole officer? The alibi. Oh. And he's saying nothing. Okay. It is cover- it's a white cover art. It's got all the, the cast at the bottom. But Steve Coogan, he's turning, he's got his finger up. There's a somewhat there's an awkward gun photoshop behind him. He's fading into white. The gun's fading into white, and Rebecca Romaine is fading into white next to <laughs> And then it's just like, right, here's some pictures. Let's put together a poster, I guess. No one's gonna see this fucking film anyway. <laughs> and that's what's coming soon from <laughs> December two thousand and six on Entertainment Film Distribution. That, that was coming soon to the podcast. All these films. All these films and more. <laughs> Um, well, before we get to those, let's get to uh, Snakes on a Plane, because I am ready. Are you slithering with excitement? <laughs> oh, just show me the film. Sock it to me. Uh, that's a Rowan and Martin's laughing joke. Doing <laughs> Richard Milhouse Nixon. <laughs> As a snake. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Spiru Agnu. An hour and 46 minutes. What skate? Yes. An hour and 46 minutes. How are you, are you going to be ready? Have you I checked your boarding pass and <laughs> security? Someone was asking me about my passport today, actually. I didn't ask I was about like, God, boarding is... pass, baby. <laughs> I was just, I, and I was like, God, when was the last time I used my passport, and when will be the next time I can use it? Because um, <laughs> when was the last time I used his boarding pass, and what will be left of it? <laughs> Texas Chainsaw. So, yeah. They're asking if I can use, if I can get an Irish passport because I'm an Irish grandmother, and I was like, Do you know what? I've not looked into it yet. I should really. You can get an English passport because you've got an English best friend. Yeah. Blink, yeah. Blink. As long blink, as it's blue, right? I don't have a colour problem. <laughs> you can have, you know, one which is red and yellow and green and blue, if you want. Oh, I wouldn't mind a uh, rainbow one. Johnny's amazing Technicolor passport. 
as long Take, as there's no snakes on the plane. Look, if you want to start writing the snakes on the plane musical as we watch this, that's fine. <laughs> when we return, we will have the snakes on the plane opening number ready. <laughs> oh, God. Samuel Jackson, motherfucker. <laughs> Playing Melville Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Herman Melville. Flynn. <laughs> It's this look, Moby. This is the Moby Dick of snakes on planes. See, when I first saw uh, Nelville Flynn, I read it as Neil Flynn, and I was like, "Oh, uh, scrubs, like, oh, no. yeah." And I was like, "Oh, maybe he's in this." Kimball, but never mind. Yeah, he's on. He's on the plane. He's trying to stop <laughs> Richard Kimball from, you know, stopping Gary Oldman, who is a man with uh, one arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snakes on a plane. Somebody stop me. Enough is enough. I've had it with these motherfucking podcasts on this motherfucking podcast feed. Um, wow. Do you like motherfuckers or do you like monkey bites or do you like Monday to Fridays? <laughs> now, does that actually, like, if I watched this on TV, would it have actually done that? On basic cable, yes. Really? But not, not over here? Not over here. No. Not over here in the UK because we have yeah. it properly. We don't have that kind of FCC regulations bullshit. Sorry, bull stuff. Which is why you get Yippee-Ki-Yay, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> or, I don't want to you... watch that. Um, well, that's, that's the great thing about YouTube, is people have forgot them, so you can have like a... Yeah, I've got two words for you. Screw and off. <laughs> um, well, tell me about the first time you saw snakes on the plane. Um, I will have to quickly have a quick look. What flight were you on? I was on flight view to Romford. <laughs> it was August 18th, 2006. Okay, wow, you remember the date. I had to go to Wikipedia to find out when it was released, because I was there <laughs> right, the okay. first screening of it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was first screening, baby. And I you know me, I don't do horror you. films, but this film was like, I've yes. got to go see this film. I've got to go see this film. The, the, the internet we're talking about it. Samuel Jackson, the no, internet, right. just the constant. I was talking to a, we were talking to a friend for ages, who uh, don't speak to anymore. Yeah, like right. most of the friends I had in my life, oh. uh, drifted apart quickly. But uh, it was like, yeah, have to go and see Snakes on a Plane. That's one of our big summer films this year. How many episodes of a podcast is it after you drift apart with your friends? Just, just asking. For, for I mean, usually, you know, we do two years of a podcast, and that's that kind of it. Right. Or six months in real, real indebted, quick rush to build up to Entourage coming out. Then that's it. So we're overdue then. Oh yeah, um, you're my friend for life now. So oh, that's yeah. it. You're done. You got no chance. <laughs> um, well, so I was boy. there, you know, like like ten a.m. screening. Bloody hell, ten a.m. screening. Yeah. So, and this was the screening that you were the only person that and. Everyone else was watching uh, thingy. Uh, no, that was Blazing Saddles. That was Sex and the oh, City sorry, Blazing Saddles. Sorry, sorry. yeah. That was yeah. 2007. This was 2006. This was I when this was a pretty, pretty packed out screening on a Friday morning. Okay. This was huge. There was reactions. There was laughing. There was gasping. Did you not want exciting. to see it on a Friday night? Like no, because in... I didn't. I didn't. I didn't tend to go out at night. Yeah, that's fair enough. I had a pretty coddled parenting. So I didn't go to do much anyway. And yeah. night times, of course. So night times in Romford are always a bit. Mm, you're probably going to get mugged. Crazy. Yeah. So you um, don't do that, <laughs> especially not for snakes on a plane. <laughs> We're going down in flames. Yeah. All right. Let's talk Fuck, about this. I don't song. care. 
My God, that song was... Um... Ladies and gentlemen, these snakes are slithering with dollar signs in their eyes with tongues to reptilian. <laughs> this industry is venomous with cold-blooded sentiments. No need for nervousness, it's just a little turbulence. <laughs> it's just a little turbulence. Know. No need for nervousness. You know how you get nervous when there's a little bit of turbulence? Do we know what the Don't other... Don't be nervous because there's snakes on a plane. Do you know what the other... Do snakes we know on a blog. Song... I suggest you grab your ankles and kiss your ass goodbye. Snakes on, a, snakes on the brain. <laughs> Captain Ahab, we... snakes on a brain. Do we know what the other songs were that didn't make the cut? No. I'm just... Well, you said it was a competition, right? So I'm just curious as to what the other songs that didn't win the competition would were. You know, like how you hear the other Bond songs sometimes? Oh, yeah, my sometimes. screen just... Um... Oh, okay. Turn that little down. This is Captain I Have Snakes on the Brain. <laughs> Which sounds exactly like you imagined 2006 sounded like. Oh my god. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, there's a lot of flashing imagery. <laughs> It's like a snake charmer as well. <laughs> I don't even know what to... I was going to say we might get a copyright thing for this. No but... one cares about a copyright. <laughs> Again, 2012, they, these guys gave up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then just touch. So I can guess... Satisfaction. My ears. My satisfaction. Satisfaction. There's a lot of naked <laughs> Yeah, that's enough of that. <laughs> I think we're done. Right. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Snakes um, on the brain. Snakes on the brain. And that one. That's the winner. <laughs> now, weirdly, Radiohead did send in a thing called Snakes on the Spectre. All right, <laughs> and they didn't they didn't use it, but the Radiohead released it later on. They put it on their In Rainbows album, and they just yeah um, said, uh, "Pay what you want." Who cares? <laughs> now I'm uh, yeah, I was very surprised at just how long it took for these snakes to be on the plane. Um, what was it like? What an, half an hour? It was twenty eight minutes or so before we Jesus. finally saw snakes come out of the uh, box. How crazy is that? Well, that's because they were taking up the story. And the yeah. story, of course, is Nelville, FBI agent Nelville Flynn. How long helping, does it take to set up that story? Is helping out a witness, a witness to an Eddie Kim murder of a Los Angeles prosecutor. Eddie Kim, of course, we all know Eddie Kim. Everyone knows Eddie Kim. Everyone in the universe, everyone, everyone knows Eddie everyone Kim. Everyone on the plane knows Eddie Kim. Everyone in the news knows Eddie Kim, that he mm. is, you know, a criminal who uh, works with police corruption and has got a lot of murders on his name. So it just feels like, oh, so if the news knows, uh, why is there anything except for, why do we need witnesses? Because everyone knows already. It's not like you need witnesses. You don't have to say allegedly. It's just straight up fact that he did all this stuff. So just, you know, yeah, get Raylan Gibbons out there. <gasps> Justified on a plane. <laughs> what if Samuel Jackson, Timothy Oliphant, was shooting some snakes? <laughs> Um, and have it has swift in some fine Kentucky bourbon together. Well, I yeah, I can't believe it took twenty eight minutes to explain the uh, the whole. Lead uh, for it. Got to get all the characters there. Well, you've got the two the unaccompanied minors from um, Paul Feig's Holiday Classic. <laughs> <laughs> the kids they're going from Honolulu to Los Angeles to see their mm. mother because oh. their father's shipping out. And will never be seen again because of the war in Iraq. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're going to die on a... They're going to get snakes on a plane and they're going to lose their father. And their mother's probably going to go into a depression for the fact that oh you know, she she couldn't look after her, pair, her kids in that those couple of hours when they were stuck with snakes on a plane. It's like, well, what good am I as a mother? Oh, God, what have I done? And she's going to have this real tough situation that's going to be tragic because she didn't do anything wrong. She's trying to live her life. She's trying to... Feel the love she deserves. He was probably, let's face it, a domestic abuser. Oh my god! He probably had violence issues, and he did this <laughs> stuff. And you know, he's trying to maintain. He's trying to get better now. 
<laughs> he's trying to get better now, but unfortunately, he did what he did, and it's hard to get back from that, you know. <laughs> and so it was a dangerous environment for the kids to grow up in. But now the dangerous environment was the, the journey between them, <laughs> and that's that's really going to hit hard for her. And I'm assuming this is all in the 450 page novelization. <laughs> yes. You did find out while we were watching this. There is a 450-page novelization. With significant uh, backstory and characters that didn't exist in the film. So there's your birthday present sorted. I can't wait to read that. It's like, you know, it is going to be my Moby Dick. <laughs> so you've got Mercedes and uh, Mary-Kate. Right. Remember Mercedes? Yeah. From Vroom. Forgot her name was Mercedes, to be honest. Uh, from Vroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mary-Kate, of course, is a chihuahua. <laughs> a what? A chihuahua. <laughs> um, you got the um the the band. What are they called? Three three men. And oh no, he's got three G's. He's the rapper. Three G's. That was it. It's yeah. not a band. He's got his entourage. He's got his. Oh, uh, I was thinking he's that. Got his, uh, you know, his Johnny Drama. Let's well, yeah, it. I was thinking um, the other two was on to watch, and then they said three Gs, and I was like, oh, they must be the other two Gs. Oh no, no, he is the three Gs. <laughs> right, you know that booty goes thump. That makes that booty goes thump. That is his song. That Mercedes, of course, knows, and she knows my booty goes thump. He goes, yeah. It does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my laughs> uh, who else? We've got uh, Julia Margulies as yep. one of the attendants. Lynn Shay. Lin Shay as older flight attendant. Yes. Tiffany, the uh, flight attendant in first class. First class is only there for the FBI. Yep. You have, um, not Officer Harris. Officer Harris is uh, thingamajiggy. Bobby Cannavale on the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have the other FBI agent who is uh, FBI agent dead meat. Let's face it. <laughs> You're my best friend. We've worked, for, you know, we've done this for decades. We're definitely best friends and always going to be best friends. Oh, he's got a fear of snake. <laughs> <laughs> He's dying from snakes. He's got a fear of snakes. Who could believe that? Who could believe that someone's scared of snakes? They're so cute. Um, you've got Dr. Foster. He's in right. uh, Siege. He's dead. Yeah. He dies quickly. We don't see him. You've got the uh, couple who uh, the guy has allergies. That's different to 3Gs, and that's different to Sasha Baron Cohen's allergy. <laughs> we get um, two bathroom scenes. We get two bathroom scenes. We have one scene which features a couple. Yep, I thought oh, both were going to feature a couple. Yeah. Very because beautiful the, couple. Yeah. Ripped the, and, um, you know, toned and modelly. So that's why they uh, remove the smoke detector so they can <laughs> smoke a doobie and get mile high in many ways. <laughs> the, um, the second She gets a snake in the tit. Did you see that? Yes, yeah. They I made sure the that. snake goes on the nipple, didn't you? Could you believe? R-rated. I, I was um, very surprised to see they didn't do a gag where... She thought um, the snake was something else as it went inside her. Because they had that joke with, uh, there's the uh, older woman who's laying there, who's sitting on there and kind of closing yep. her eyes. And the snake crawls up her. Yeah. And she's like, ooh. And it crawls up her coochie and her breasties. That's <laughs> why I said those. That is the weirdest <laughs> I'm giddy this morning. <laughs> Good to do this. We, we did a red eye podcast. <laughs> we're just arriving. Um, gestation now and she yeah and so you know this uh this cancelled snake is uh molesting this yeah woman. and she's she's enjoying it but she doesn't know why because she's asleep and she doesn't know what's going on and, it's I think I saw him, I think and I then saw the him, fucking uh, snake kills her and then he spat venom into a plant pot did you see that so, really oh it's disgusting oh my god yeah yeah i still get emails sometimes saying hey look do you want to uh pay for my snake online web series and i'm thinking i don't really <laughs> Horace and Pete. Um, but yeah, the, the second uh, bathroom um, thing that happened, I was uh, sure that it was going to be another sex scene in a bathroom, which was quite... Because it, it, it was leading into that. He like, gave this girl a smile and then he went into the bathroom and then he said hello to his little snake. He did. He, what's uh, that big, big snake, sorry. Big boy, yep. Was it a big boy? Yep. As we all do. That's, that's what all men do when we go to the bathroom. Oh, right? actually, I call mine Andre 3000. <laughs> what I truly am the outcast. <laughs> well, because... I thought it was because you shake it like a Polaroid pizza. You might think you have a speaker Mine is the love below. I thought it was because you shake it like a Polaroid pitcher. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you might think that your snakes don't sting, but look a little, a little closer. <laughs> You'll see your boas really smell like poo-poo-poo. Oh, my God. Um, Caroline. 
Yeah, the I reason mean, for the word hiss. No, but the, a... guy, the guy goes in the bathroom. What happens to him? Oh, the snake comes out of the sink. He takes out his penis. He starts urinating. Oh, yeah, no. And the snake comes up from the bath, from the toilet, and opens up its mouth and gets pissed yeah. on. Yeah. It's a defense play. It, it, there is some... Well, I'm, not, I'm just saying, there's some, there's some water work going on in this. Yeah. You know, we, this is pretty involved. Yeah. <laughs> when you think, oh, I'll go to a multiplex and watch my new Samuel Jackson action thriller. It's like, oh, piss play. You don't get that with Disney. Um, I just, I think... Uh... Let Captain Marvel piss on Bucky. <laughs> I'd watch that. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? So I'm just thinking of this as what would this be like as a Fright Fest experience? And I feel like it'd be quite disappointing. It'd be one that everyone was was like um, eager for. And then once it happened, it was like, oh, well, that happened. Let's go find something much, better. Because there's too much plot. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. You watch the road, it's like nothing happens. I don't care for characters. <laughs> Drone is so much fun. It's really not. <laughs> it really is. It's really not. The drone doesn't have De- uh, David Keckner. True. David David Keckner, who I said at the very beginning, as soon as he appeared, it was just um, <laughs> I've forgotten his name. It was just Packer, Todd Packer from The Office, and so I just any time he turned up on screen, it was just an extra episode of The Office. Um, and then they mentioned on the ground, there's Stanley the Manly. Did I stutter? That's what she said. Um, but when they're on the ground, uh, there's a mention of a uh, of a snake. Uh, expert, expert, and I said I was, ex- <laughs> I, I, I was expecting um, Rain Wilson. The no, I suppose this was one, the one... rocker himself. Yes. My gosh. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh, this was. <laughs> God, Backstrom. Baby's got Backstrom. That's probably still on my um. On my list Netflix. on Netflix. <laughs> well, you'll watch the first five minutes and go, I get it. He's one of those monks. <laughs> He's a detective who's specific. <laughs> what if detectives were just autistic characters and no character whatsoever? Mm. Genius. Rake. I don't think Rake is one of those, but it just sounds like it. The Good Doctor. Um... What else is there to say about this? I mean, what what have you got to ask me? What, what would you like to know about how I feel? When the uh, British man, yeah, who was obsessed with the fact that he was a crying baby one side and a dog to the other side, threw the chihuahua into the anaconda's mouth. The, the what? The chihuahua. Right. Okay. Into the anaconda's mouth. <laughs> You know, yeah. Arcanada from uh, Star Wars. Yeah. My boyfriend, Chewbacca! <laughs> the general, she gave you this. It's a medal. It's like, finally, get it? <laughs> uh, my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Masconada <laughs> and Chewbacca. I know, I know Chewie's got family at home, but you know. <laughs> when you're out there on Takanada together and you're like, oh, I'm going to hang out with Masconada. Ask an on Takanado at her cantina with, uh, with, with the music by uh, Lin Manuel Miranda and Takanado by Vance Katana. You were saying that when the. Like, uh... you know, 100%. Come on. Have you seen her big. She's like my favourite uh, recent Tim Burton film. She's got big eyes. <laughs> you would, though. Look, if you're Chewbacca, yeah. you're like, yeah. I've got, I've, got my, I've got Han, my boogie, over here complaining about how he doesn't get it anymore. Like, but Maz, she's she kind of wants a bit. I'll just I'll give her a kissy wissy. She's small and big. It's a fetish. Um, what were you going to ask? My boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about when he throws the uh, chia hoo hoo into the anaconda's mouth? 
it was fun. Um, do you know what? A little later on in the film, I uh, I remembered uh, the baby. I was like, imagine if we'd done that. But instead, the woman with the baby has to do the thing where she knows how to do things with olive oil to stop the acid or the venom and suck out stuff. People who lived in, you know, steak locations, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. We over here, we only have what adders. Yeah, grass snakes. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I was I was hoping for more um, inventive deaths. The guy who then then gets eaten by the anaconda or the boa constrictor, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. It just it just engulfs him. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is. It is. Woman gets it in the uh, in the mouth from the bath bag. Opens up the bath bag. Yeah. Is. Everyone, yeah. the oxygen mask comes down. Yeah. And the, yeah. Gets the snakes. That was a funny joke. I don't know. I was just. I thought. I I can't think of any ideas, but um, I think if if yeah. Samuel Jackson tases a bunch of them. He goes around tasing things for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's just full on <laughs> air martial madness. Cats um, on a plane. Snakes on a plane. Snakes are who missed the plane. All your snakes are belong to us. Snakes on a train. Badges on a plane. Are these all films? These are various kind of fan-made oh, spoofs and funnies they did during <laughs> the time. The number one fan King Cobra sweepstake. The contest made innovative use of the publicity-generating potential of the internet, requiring <laughs> contestants to post links on forums, blogs, and websites, and collecting votes from the users of those sites, like snakes on a blog. Yeah, I. The riot talk launched an advertising campaign in which fans could send a semi-personalized message in Samuel Jackson's voice to telephone numbers of their choosing. Within the first week, over 1.5 million calls were sent to participants. Bloody hell! Jesus. Um. Yeah, I. I don't know. I. I think this is also the reason I kind of avoided watching this for so long is that I typed it up too much in my head. Yeah, snakes on plane. Such a good title. Yeah, it's a great um, title. It's a fun. It's a it's a slight film. Yeah, but it's very easy to watch kind of thing. That's the yeah. thing. It's, it's it's like yeah, I get it. It's not going to tax me. I'm not going to be watching. There will be blood here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there was no, blood. There was blood, but at the end, he doesn't go like you know. I'm motherfucking finished. <laughs> <laughs> Got a cheap sandpaper, snakes on a plane. Fuck it, I don't care. Da 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 da. Yeah, all in all, good I am the third the world constrictor. <laughs> I am the third world constrictor. Would you want to see a sequel? I suggested a sequel um, towards no, the end. No, you suggested a completely different film. Yeah, but like a follow-on. Okay. Which is also known as a sequel. Um, exactly. It depends, because so, we've got two films, and one of them was really good, and the other one was also really good, and I just want to make sure... Oh, right, oh, the one which, I, which, right. The first one I suggested was when the snakes got sucked out of the plane. Um, spoilers. Um, okay, they, you, they did three, then. <laughs> well, yeah, I was thinking, imagine, like, I was like, where are they flying over right now? They were flying over the sea, and I was like, well, imagine if it, they just, all those snakes landing landed on a cruise ship, and snakes on a cruise ship, and it's the same snakes, so you... You're familiar with them. It's the same villains that you it's hate. It's like the Blue from the uh, Jurassic World films. Exactly. He's a character we love. Exactly. What were the other sequels that you were, thought I was talking about? Well, oh. we also had What If uh, Nelville was actually uh, faking the snakes yes. and gaslighting people so that he could kill the witness at the end of it all. He's yeah. been this whole time. At the end, he shoots. He shoots the witness, but thankfully the witness has got a bulletproof vest on. But he shoots the witness, and because there's a snake attacking him. Yeah. And I, but what I, if there wasn't a snake attacking him? He's like, oh, I saw a snake. I saw a snake. I had to kill the snake. And then everyone on the ground's being asked what happened. They're like, Oh, we're just on this flight, and this this madman comes on the plane. He he takes over first class, and then he he just an hour into the flight, he just suddenly comes out going, I'm sick. I'm tired of these. Motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. There were no snakes. I don't know. And then he shut the windows. 
shot open the window. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, there was space snakes. Space snakes. Oh, that was what, your what idea. If, what if snakes in space? Snakes in space, yeah. NASA astronauts. Would they be working for NASA? Yes. I'm back to doing uh, that's still Daniel Plainview, isn't it? <laughs> yes, sir, they would die. All in all, though, there's a fun I want the blood. Give me the blood, Eli. I want the blood. Fun way to spend a, a morning, I suppose. <laughs> Why are you so anti everything I try and offer you? I'm, I'm not anti it. All right, go on, ask me the question, then. Oh, you're ready for it? Yeah, go on. Come and bring it. Yeah. Oh, you're ready for it. Oh, right. Okay, you're doing So this. are you movie mad? <laughs> are you mad that you watch this movie? I'm neither. Originally called Venom. I'm, I'm not movie mad, but I'm, not, I'm definitely not mad that I watched it. I'm mad that it was an hour and 45 minutes when it could have only been an hour and 20. But, I mean, it's important um, because you have to understand the character between Nelville and the, uh, the witness <laughs> so that when they look back at the play and they say, you remember what I said at the start? Oh, my God. Remember the first thing? I don't know what that's got to do with anything. And it's like, oh, actually, now that he's going to teach him how to surf, because he saved his ass, and now the other guy's going to teach Nelville to surf. Yeah, okay. It's a great moment. And then what happens? It fades to black, and then, for some reason, another snake attack, just to scare you into the uh, opening of the music video. <laughs> yeah, Riverside. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not mad that I watched it, danky, but danky, I'm not danky, danky, mad for danky. it. I've, I've done it. I've kicked it off my list now. So you don't think yeah. you go back and watch it again? Not any time I've seen no. this many times. Really? Yes. I find this film very enjoyable. I'd have to sort of uh, get to the point where I've forgotten just how long it takes to get into the... No, the point is, it's the classic kind of disaster setup of the old school. It's like, right, here are all the players. And you have to enjoy the time spent setting up all the players, because that's part of the fun of a disaster film, the creature feature. Yeah. yeah I don't care. I don't... You've got to eat your vegetables, otherwise the steak tastes just miserable. It's, it's, like, it's like getting a hamburger. It's like, yeah, it's fast food. It fills me up briefly, but I will forget it. Whereas, you know, what are the great disaster movies? Let's think. Well, I mean, look, Die Hard starts. And there's a lot of setup to that. True, true. Uh, yeah, there's not, many, it's not as many characters, but there's still 20-odd minutes before things start to go down. Because you've got to set up the characters and the world beforehand. So that we can have a de-equilibrium, that we need to be re-equilibriumed. Mm. That's how that's how stories take place. Otherwise, why would Body Bucana Valley be going on a desert assault? So would you? So are you movie mad for this then? I am very movie mad for it. Oh dear. Okay. Very movie mad. This is a film I really, really enjoy. I've got no shame in that. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not saying. Also, Boxing Day when it came out on DVD. Right. I, I jumped between both the HMV Romford and the mega, Virgin Megastore Romford to look at their designs, <laughs> their DVD designs, see which one I preferred. It's like, do I want the one which is the classic snakes twisting around a uh, plane on a black cover, as opposed to the orange cover, which was the regular DVD? Or do I want the Virgin Megastore one, which is the insanely unnecessary, weird-looking thing where everyone's kind of, you know, dealing with snakes on a plane and Sam Jackson's got a taser out and he looks maniacal i thought well this is a this is artwork i'd never seen before true and whilst you know the other one i prefer the other one but this one i don't think will ever exist again and so i got the one that didn't think it ever exist again i've never seen it pop up again so yeah. when i texted you this morning that artwork yeah and texted you a particular close-up of sam jackson's insane taser face yes yeah like, have you ever seen that shot before yeah no i'd never seen it before so uh, worth it worth the yeah. probably 15 pounds i paid for a new release dvd in 2006 <laughs> <laughs> well, do I? Because there's a gag reel. There's deleted extended scenes okay. with commentary by director David Ellis. I'd be up for watching that. producer Tony Ellis and yeah. producer Craig Berenson. It's documentaries, Pure Venom, The Making of Snakes on a Plane. Meet the Reptiles, VFX featurette, Snakes on a Blog, is a thing here, feature commentary, trailers, TV spots, and a music video. <gasps> I wonder what the music video is. Mm. Oh, kiss me goodbye. <laughs> Fuck him, I don't care. Pop the champagne open. Go <laughs> down in flames, hey. I'm glad you had fun. I, I, I had fun. I had fun with it. That's the um, thing. It's all about having a good time. Yeah. 
no, it was a good time. It's not a, it's not, it's not smart. It's not big. It's right. What is a basic, well-constructed film? Mm. That's right. So bad thing happens. Next bad thing happens. Character comes in to try and help the person, then try and set up the uh, world a little bit more to give them a little bit of a breather space, and then non-stop bad things. Yeah, that's all right. All music rates the soundtrack three stars. Oh, out of five. <laughs> well, um... CeeLo Green did a song called "Iphidophobia," which of course is fear of snakes. <laughs> well, where can we find his? CeeLo uh... Green, we like him, right? He's just—he's not as cancelled as the uh, snake who, uh, yeah, molested and then murdered a woman, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Would you say there he's a little bit less cancelled? Yeah, I think okay. so. Just a bit. Just a little bit. Just the tiniest bit. Teeny tiny bit. I mean, huh. I like the fact that there is a whole segment which is just controversies on his Wikipedia. It's not just the singular controversy. Just <laughs> mind you, there are many of them. <laughs> Good guy. Good guy. <laughs> um. Where can we find you to uh, to yeah. recommend better B movie horror movies? Oh, if you want me like to recommend B movie instead, because <laughs> B movie is about bees on a plane. If you remember that one sequence at the end, Larry B. Benson does get on the plane. <laughs> so it, 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 that is what if bees on a plane. And if you want me to recommend that, I'd also ask you. Uh, you like jazz? <laughs> he says. Uh, at Ethan Rent on Twitter. That's where I'm at, and that's all I'm at. Where are you? I'm at movie underscore mad on Twitter and on Instagram. Movie underscore mad. Movie underscore mad. Are you movie underscore mad? Is our Twitter and on okay. Instagram. Are you movie mad pod on Facebook? And I movie mad. Are you mad on That's That's where you can find things. Yep. Podcasts. You can find our sister podcast backstage at the Bluebird. Every week we're watching an episode of the TV show Nashville. Yes, and we're loving every second of it. Well, we're watching it. We're loving every second of it. We are watching it. One of us is loving every second of it. <laughs> You're loving it. And uh, soon we'll be uh, at the end of season one, which is exciting. Yep. And we'll be starting only, our 24 only, podcast, only, right? Only six seasons left. Oh, five seasons left, sorry. And there's 24. Are we doing 24 a minute? <laughs> don't get it. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> I've, I've got the opening uh, theme tune for that. Oh, really? Do. <laughs> and then the next week's episode. Do. Oh, what's that? Episode five? Jackie Chan. Because, <laughs> of course, the theme tune to 24 is do, 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 Jackie Chan. <laughs> Everyone knows. Oh, I can't wait for that. I, I'm, I'm totally going to... I, I haven't found a, a co-host for that, so I, I think I might... I might try writing some stuff, but I don't know. We'll what, science fiction? Yes. Slash fiction. Slash fiction. Wait. <laughs> Who's the slash with? Oh, it's it's me and Jack Bauer, and he keeps me up all night and all day. Oh, he's a king. <laughs> um, what's next week's film? Next week, um, what would you? How long would you say a red eye goes? Is it during the day or during the night? Nighttime, nighttime movie film at night. Night, the night. Maybe, maybe it's a film about the... something like that. Maybe it's a film. That takes place over the course of uh, how long a red eye might go. Oh, is it red eye? It is. Red We've red got the wet lip king, Killian Murphy. <laughs> wet uh, lip king. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, if you uh, go to the film bastards, spelt like uh, Inglorious Bastards Patreon, you can get commentary tracks for all the Nolan films, including the recent oh, yes. which we did. Uh, and I was participating on it with uh, my friends uh, Ian Lauren and Mark Foster. Yeah. And. Um, Throughout the entirety, whenever Killian Murphy came up, we just discussed that he is the wet-lipped king. Because he's got this, he's got this, he's got the wet lips. He's got this weird look to him. He's kind See, of me, kind of handsome and cute. And like, what is this guy? What is this guy? To me, he'll always be Bagman. The scarecrow. Just Bagman. Any any Chris Nolan film he's in, he's got to have a bag on his head. He's at not some a bag point. on his head. Huh? When did he have a bag on his head in Dunkirk? Well, yeah, that was the exception to the rule, which was... Did he die in Dunkirk? No. That was, yeah, that was weird, actually. To yeah. Warbarghead. Yeah. George, when, George, what have you locked Bagman in there for? When I realised no. that um, he wasn't going to have a bag on his head, I was like, oh, then he, he's going to die. 
that that's how it goes. But yeah, that was weird. How long does he have a bag on his head in Inception, though? Like a one. Technically. Day? I mean, technically, technically he doesn't because that's all in his dream. Uh, well, screw you and your technicalities when it doesn't help me me and my technicalities. You'll <laughs> <laughs> leave me back, man. I'm sorry to ruin everything. Yeah, don't ruin Fuck it, man. I don't care. <laughs> Pop the cheap champagne. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com. 